0: And welcome back to another edition of official word sports. I'm Vincent. I'm here with the crew. We got JB and Stevie D and fellas, the NFL and COVID. We never thought that this conversation would really happen. You know, there you had the incident with the Tennessee Titans. The NFL really did not do a good job of disciplining the Titans. They let them basically get away with murder. Um, hopefully, no pun intended with that. But they they let them get away with a lot. They, you know, and maybe because the NFL really didn't have a true game plan as to how to handle uh, such a contagious disease in, in close contact with these guys. Uh, but it seemed like the thirty-one other teams were able to at least start the season off on the right track, and what happened with Tennessee you thought would have been kind of like an eye-opener, but it looks like things are, are kind of starting to go off the rails if you would.
1: It has. Um, And, you know, this week's, you know, game, the 49ers in green Bay, the 49ers had to put three, four players on the COVID list. You know, to me, you you just put these players on a COVID list, and now you're asking the 49ers to go play. How come every other team got a chance to move their game to a Monday night or a Thursday night? Now the 49ers are being forced to play on Thursday night, right?
0: But could it be the fact that the game was on a Thursday night and they didn't have the ability to move a game up into this? We know it's all about money. We know it's all about ratings. Uh, having something to show. Is better than nothing to show
2: well yeah, but, they they moved to the Chiefs Bills game, it was supposed to be on a Thursday night,
0: well, and, they good moved point. It
2: and they didn't they didn't have a Thursday night game now they had a Tuesday night game that week because the Bills Titans played on Tuesday night, so maybe that you know was kind of their way of making up for it, but uh, they uh, they have moved a Thursday night game already,
1: yeah, I guess my my point is is that you're 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 moving games earlier in the year now all of a sudden you're not moving games. So it, it it comes across as an unplay, uh, unfair playing advantage for teams early in the year. You're saying, "Well, wait a minute, you know, teams like the Fortnite, Wait a minute, you moved the Bills, Chiefs games. You've moved the Patriots games. You've moved the Titans games. You've you've rescheduled the Steelers. You know, uh, well, the Steelers. I think we're playing the Titans, so they got moved. Now all of a sudden, we get to Week Nine, and it's like, whoa, whoa, what what about us here? Right. Yeah, and
2: I don't know. I, I don't know enough about every one of these instances in the league, but I think from what I've noticed, anyway, the difference is that with the Titans deal and the Patriots deal, the players actually tested positive and were confirmed to have it. I, I feel like the people putting on being put on this uh, COVID reserve list now are just being put on there as a quarantine measure because yes. of contact contact tracing, and they were close to someone who. Was close to someone who had it or, or whatever, and, and they don't actually have it yet.
1: That's um, good. They're just all quarantining them for reversed. a
2: few days. Yeah, but, yeah. So, but, but, but I do think it's different because they don't have it.
1: Yeah, but but as a franchise, I'm four and four. You know, it's an important game right here, and now all of a sudden you move my players out. If if you moved it to Tuesday night, that gives me five days for these guys to get out of quarantine for me to go play, to go play a football game. It's like you're robbing me here because you, you you didn't do that for anybody else. Everybody else, you moved them.
0: I'm not, I'm not defending the Titans because I still am on record. And will continue to be on record to say that that was a disease infested venue that my bills had to go play in. And, you know, I was not happy with that, but with all that being said, um, I think a little bit there to JB's point. If you remember when the Titan situation came up, it, it was almost on a daily basis. Whether it be a player or a staff member, or even just a regular employee at the Titan, Titan's organization, was coming back testing positive, and so they they had a ton of players, and the same kind of was holding true. Not to the same number, but you had a lot of players, a lot of staff members from the Patriots organization as well, and I didn't that's know why they, about they, the
1: staff it was
0: it was it was it, Cam Newton, it, but no they had they had staff members, and, and so that's why the facility had to close right they had to close the facility for a day or two days to make sure that they could do whatever type of cleaning that they had to do at the facility. It just didn't reach the magnitude that it did down in Tennessee, where it seemed like no matter what they did, somebody was coming up positive. And, you know, maybe that's the NFL's out. Maybe that's their way that, you know, if we know that the facility is good, it's just some folks that need to go on quarantine or, or need to be held out, then everything will proceed.
1: Right. But okay. I, I, so, and I'm so guessing. The- I'm, I'm guessing. Right. So it, it, with with that, with that, if that is the scenario, you're penalizing the 49ers and giving and, and saying, "Well, you're going to have to go on this reserve quarantine list, but your team's going to go play." We don't know if you have it or not, but we're just going to move you there. Sure. that's not fair to the 49ers, because all I'm going to say is, at the end of the day, we've had we've had games re uh, move for less, and. Why do we have 16 players on a practice squad if we can't move forward? Those players go out, and you pull people from the practice squad, and, and off you go. You're doing that to the 49ers right now, right? the The Chiefs, uh, yeah, the Chiefs, uh, uh, Chiefs, Patriots game. I don't think it was that big of a deal. Where you could have said Cam Newton and one other staffer, you're out. Let's get them out. Let's get. Let's get these games moving on on time you had a practice squad guy for the chiefs a quarterback get hit with it that, before that game as well right you tell me dude, you just couldn't move somebody from a practice squad
0: i mean it's it's a it's a valid point the 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 other the other side of the argument obviously you know we we already kind of touched on right it's money yeah. um it, it's the ability to um if you wanted to maintain that thursday night game it's the ability to shift some other teams around. Are teams willing to make that sacrifice? Right, just coming in. I mean, first of all, teams hate playing on Thursday. Let's call it what it is: coaches, players, they hate playing on Thursday, right? And I don't know why the Thursday game still exists. Right, short rest the whole night. You don't have enough time to prepare. You you can go on. Um, but what was it? Would a team really be willing to? to shift and make a make a change to their whole routine guys trying to get healed up, you know, starting to hit the, we're in the sweet spot of the, of the season. Uh, I I don't think teams would be willing to change that. And the NFL is not willing to give up the Thursday night game. You, you you also have to look at, uh, you know, again, we're in, we're in the middle of the season now and how many more changes can you make? You might be Oh, be I don't able know if you can. Yeah, I yeah, you're right. You're a little flexible early on like they were, right? This was up to like week 4 of the NFL season. You still have 12, 13 weeks remaining. Well, and you have you, bye
1: weeks, more bye exactly, weeks to play with. Yeah. Exactly.
0: Now now some teams have already taken a bye or were forced for a bye, right? You you don't have that. So now you're talking about Stack in the back end of the season, which the NFL has come out time after time to say that they vehemently do not want to do that. Right. That that is that is their break glass in case of emergency type deal to go to that week 18. It's it's a messy situation, but I I blame Roger. We always blame Roger for something. Right. (laughs) That's what we do. But I blame Roger Goodell because. If you guys remember, and JB, Stevie D, I think we we said this before uh, on an earlier podcast. The NFL did such a poor job of preparing for this virus. They put the onus on the teams to say, this is the mandate we want you to follow. But they never really set any type of penalty phase or accountability from the organizations to make sure that their facilities always were clean, that their players were in, in kind of a mini or hyper bubble that they may have had in their cities to try to avoid that type of contact. And if you were to violate that, the ramifications that it could have to the league. And by by not doing that, and now getting caught with your pants down because of Tennessee, now all of a sudden they, they want to kind of change And shift the dynamic. I mean, I think so much of this goes to Goodell. I mean,
2: sure. I think at the beginning of the season, especially when the Tennessee outbreak happened, we thought there's no way they get through this season. Um, I think they've gotten it under control pretty well. Um, And, and, you know, to Steve's point, they haven't moved the game for a while. Maybe they should have. And maybe they can't anymore, but the games are getting played. They're going to make it through the season, I think. Uh, So there's something to be said for that.
0: You're right. But but (laughs) the league that should be concerned should be college football. And I know that we don't go into college football like that. Uh, But you hear of the outbreaks. And it's expected outbreaks, to be honest with you, because you have a bunch of hormone craze, party craze type guys that are away from home and they're playing a game. They have a lot of notoriety and you're seeing it all over the college teams. You, you know, it it's, it's one of these things where the athletes have got to understand their role and their responsibility. The coaches have got to understand their role and their responsibility. If this is going to be successful, I, I'd hate to see us, get into what week 12 week 13 where the jets are are sitting at you know maybe like four nine you know on the cusp oh, of but hey oh. hey I'm, I'm giving you some love you got you got some winds under your belt you know oh, you're about no. to turn the corner <laughs> oh and <laughs> yeah. 16 baby come on <laughs> and, and then all of a sudden for the roof to come collapsing in completely because people are tired of <laughs> you know, having to wear a mask or people are tired of having to quote, unquote, do the right thing. Right. You, and if you're that, talking about that,
1: the NFL players. I am. I, I am. Well, you know what? They make a, a, a lot of money. So suck it up. And I don't want to hear no complaining. You can't give it up for six months. I agree. Millions of dollars, I right? agree. The greater good, kind of what you were point, alluding to the greater good, put the mask on, stay in the hotel room. Let's get this thing done. You guys make a fortune. And, and a Super Bowl gets played. I, you're not going to hear any disagreement from me on that one. Now,
0: guys, you know I did bring up, I did bring up the Jets in their four nine season coming up. Stevie D <laughs> still thinks zero sixteen. And Stevie D, if you guys go zero sixteen, I'm going to say you guys were doing some tanking.
1: What? Everybody knows we got the worst talent. But you've so got really rid tanking? of talent. You got yeah. rid of talent. Well, well, if you can't win, you might as well just trade the guys and let the young kids play and see what happens. But you know what? The Patriots are tanking. Look look at the lineup they're putting up against the Jets on Monday night football. It's gonna no. be the you want to talk about an awful football game. How, if there's any game that needs to be flexed. Of all time history, how this game doesn't get flexed and get somebody of importance to play on Monday Night Football.
0: I I agree. <laughs> You're not gonna hear argument, but hold on, Let, let's talk about this tanking thing. Yeah, what is tanking? Is tanking real? Right? Is it real? Tank for Tua, tank for Trevor, right?
1: Suck for tank- luck. I think it's suck started, for right? luck. That's right, wasn't right. that the original one? I think that's where the word tanking came yeah.
0: from.
2: Yeah. Well, so what's the difference between tanking and rebuilding? Tanking sounds bad. Yeah, rebuilding yes. sounds good.
1: Well, I, think I,
2: I, well, I think you on.
1: still have an effort to you try to win some football games so you're not a total embarrassment. You know, go to a 14, get the number one pick, everybody's none the wiser. But now,
0: Stevie D, you know. My stance with my Buffalo Bills for years, (laughs) right? (laughs) Four years. You hit a certain point, you know it's not gonna happen. Okay, let's look at the draft and who's in the draft class, right? I want to get the top 10. I want to get in the top 10. Absolutely. Don't give me those seven and nines. Don't give me those six and tens where I'm drafted, you know, 13th, 15th, something like that. Don't do that. Let me get like you said, let me get the top ten. But you know, I, I think. When we use the term tank, I actually think it's a positive in the fans' perspective, the The fan of that team, because now in their mind, they're okay with the losing, and they see something at the end of that rainbow. They know that you're actually doing something for the greater good. You may talk about trying to see what the young talent you have. Yeah, that, that may be a byproduct, but really you're looking at getting that Trevor Lawrence kid on on your team, that's that's what you're looking to do.
1: You know the word tanking doesn't bother me, right? If if you if you it, it's to your point of the rebuild to the tank. As a as a jet fan, I'm just going to use the organization that I that I choose to follow. Is the problem that I think jet fans have is that when a GM comes in. And says well, I'm here to win and win now. And starting your second season, you really haven't really shown that you're truly in it to win it. Now, the the org the the depth chart for the Jets doesn't scare anybody, but in fairness, you still had Le'Veon Bell which I don't think was utilized, right? And you can say, well, he's not doing anything in Kansas City. Le'Veon Bell needs touches for him to be the Le'Veon Bell that people want. You can't just give him the ball every now and again. And with the Chiefs, he's not going to get the ball like he – because you got Hilaire, right? But anyway, I digress. You had Bell. You had Jamal Adams, right? You you drafted Becton. You drafted Mims. You you, you re-kind of built that line. And so from a fan base perspective, you're thinking, okay, we can win some football games. And then yes, you get you had injuries and things like that, and it and it's kind of spiraled out of control. And I got to the point now, right when they were about zero and 4, 0 and five. You know, my focus wasn't this year. My focus turned to next year, to your what you said earlier, because at zero and 4, 0 and five, your roster's not strong enough um, to overcome that and 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 do damage. So now I'm looking at it as you know what I'm all in. I'm all in for the rebuild. I like the word rebuild. And, and See, and, I don't. I, you know, I don't. Tanking it, it, just is, is just kicking you right in the mouth. Yeah, but right? rebuild. Because you, but to, to, oh, hold on. Let me let me get this point Go out ahead. about the tanking. To me, tanking makes it sound like um, you want to lose on purpose. Um, and you didn't do enough to prepare your organization to be successful. So now I'm tanking. A rebuild, see, when I look at the Jets organization, the Jets for years have tried to band-aid this organization. They drafted poorly with the previous GMs, with with Tannenbaum and and then McCagnin, right? And they just didn't do a good job drafting, retaining the draft picks, making the roster, and, and being successful like most programs can be. So, the Jets have been band-aiding bringing in an Eric Decker to a Brandon Marshall to a Fitzmagic, right? And, and you're trying to piecemeal to fake the fans out that, like, oh, we can be competitive. At the end of the day, even with Todd Bowles at 10 and 6, you got lucky with Fitzmagic with Decker and Marshall to go 10 and 6, in fairness. Yeah. You you got lucky. So you all of a sudden you think you're a player away, two away to to making the playoffs and making a run. When in re, with with, in all fairness, we were an aging team that needed to rebuild, but we were band-aiding. So D, for me as a fan, just tell me you're rebuilding. But Stevie D
0: and JB, you guys in Kansas City for the most part have been consistent, right? Uh, you, you've had decent teams. Obviously you, you reached the Pantheon, uh, last season, but you, you, for the most part, you've been consistent for Stevie D you and I, we have heard the word rebuild countless times. I know that I've heard it over the last 20 years that we're rebuilding, right? What are you rebuilding? Cause obviously you didn't rebuild. You didn't build the foundation. You didn't do anything. That, that's All right. you did was just make your team eight-eight. and eight. That's what rebuilding
1: does. No, right? but you, yeah, but, you, but you saw it with the Jets. This disaster was coming. Okay? Because when you have a GM that got fired and every draft pick that he has drafted is not one player is on that roster. Right? That's a problem. From a front office perspective. So when you we talk about band-aids, you got no draft picks playing for the Jets. I'm gonna trade every asset I got. I'm gonna get rid of this dead weight. I'm gonna stockpile my picks and I'm gonna, I'm gonna start again. And but the Jets have not done that in years. And for me as a fan, I understand that Jets have to do that to be successful. Do I like it from a look? I'm competitive as they come. Right, Monday night against the Patriots. I don't want to lose to the Patriots, but if we you won't lose Patriots, you you won't you. Won't. All right, all right. I, we're not getting into that right now because you're just <laughs> going to get me angry. right? But going into the game, I'm not watching that game to go watch him to lose. But if they lose, I'm not devastated because it. Again, sure, you, you're adding to the to the record of getting the first overall pick to make your team stronger and better for the future. Um, so I, I to me, I like the word rebuild tanking makes it seem like it's I, like i said earlier i i just but I, see I it, so we're, we're tomato tomato i think yeah a yeah you're bit. right i mean i guess at the end of the day it it, is it, it's
0: all terminology and the, and that's what they've used right i i would much rather listen to them and i've heard some teams say we have to tear this thing down and then rebuild it i'm okay with that if you're telling me that you're looking at it from not only the 50,000-foot view, but you are you are looking at it from ground level, and you see that there are so many holes on the franchise, within the franchise, right? You you look and you see that, you know, no matter if it's on the offensive side of the ball or defensive side of the ball, we're just not competitive, right? We We may have a couple good players, but we're not competitive, and we have to start over. Tell me you're going to tear it down, right? If you tell me that you're rebuilding – all that means is that you're putting duct tape and then trying to put a couple players on top of that duct tape. And you know that that duct tape is not going to hold. And that's the problem I have. The new term that they're using is the process. Same thing. You have to trust the process. That's what Sean McDermott said. I believe, and I said it many times, that you know if you use that you're going to tank or you're using that it's a rebuild, You know you're on a short leash. Right. That that owner wants to see positive returns on a rebuild within, you know, two seasons, maybe three at the most. And then you're gone. If you tell me you have to trust the process, then you're still doing the same thing. But now you're 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 afforded more time to be able to bring in the the players to build that foundation. And then go from there. I still I don't have a problem with tanking if I realize that the player I'm going after is going to be a cornerstone that's going to be with my organization for 15 years. I don't have a problem with tanking if I know that the guy that I'm getting is setting me up so that I'll be successful on either side of the ball. And and I know that, you know, at worst or at best, all I'm going to do is get to five and eleven or or six and ten, then there's no need for that. JB, what what are your thoughts on that? the chiefs it
2: wasn't that long ago they were 2 and 14
0: you know <laughs>
2: um so yeah they've been consistent since andy Reid got here uh but before that they were they were doing the same thing stevie's talking about they were band dating right we the matt castles and damon heward and brody croyle and tyler Thigpins that they were rolling out there week after week after week uh until it finally you know They would. They kept having these six and ten, seven and nine, eight and eight seasons. And if you consistently have those seasons, you're just going to keep getting worse because your draft positioning is not good enough to really help your team. Now, what happened? They finally got down to two and fourteen. They brought Andy Reid and John Dorsey in. You know, those guys hit on some late draft picks that had off the field issues, and they took chances on them. Travis Kelsey was an off-the-field problem in college. Uh, Tyreek Hill, obvious, you know, well-documented off-the-field issues. Kareem Hunt, Marcus Peters, right? These are guys that people didn't want to touch. They were afraid to touch them because they had off-the-field problems. And Andy Reid said, whatever, I'll take them. You know, I'll I'll, I'll manage them. I'll keep them in shape. You know, it obviously didn't work with Kareem Hunt, but, uh, you know, they got some draft picks for Marcus Peters and, uh, obviously, Kelsey, Kelsey and Hunter, or Kelsey and Hill, are doing great things. Uh, and then, you know, they hit the lottery with with Mahomes a couple of years ago. So,
0: um, uh, it I, was I don't not have a lottery. A it, it was a gift that we still it haven't heard. Gift. Thank you. It was well, you guys, you guys
2: put the lottery ticket in our stocking. You know, <laughs> we scratched it off and won. <laughs> um, but yeah, and, you know, you've got to normally, hit rock bottom oh, sometimes.
0: On, hold on, normally. If if I make a bet, if I'm at the casino and I'm with with some people, they hook me up. I always, you know, throw back a little, a little thank you. I still haven't heard the thank you, Stevie D. Have you heard it yet?
1: Uh, oh, come on, Stevie I am, I, I am not getting in the middle of this battle.
0: Thank you, Vince.
2: <laughs> there you hey. go.
1: There it is. There we go. <laughs> but my point, is,
2: my, my point is, my point is, at some point, to get over that hump. You've actually got to go down, right? You've got to you've got to get bad enough. You do to where you can start rebuilding your team high from high draft picks.
0: But you know what? You you said something key out of out of that that Stevie D, we we glossed over a little bit, right? You mentioned that when you went two and fourteen, the organization made a change. They brought in the likes of a John Dorsey. They brought in the likes of an Andy Reid. And that was part of the foundation. They didn't bring in a Dick Geron, right? right. They didn't right. bring in a Chan Gailey, you know, and I'm just speaking from my Buffalo perspective. They didn't Adam bring Gaze. in a Mike Mularkey. They didn't bring in a Doug Marone. They didn't bring in an Adam Gase. right? You brought in somebody to stabilize and to build that foundation. The other thing that you know, as you mentioned. And the stable of
1: coaches, and the stable of coaches that Andy Reid brings in.
0: Absolutely. But you you mentioned something that I I find interesting. You you mentioned Kelsey and Hunt and, you know, Peters and some of the other guys, right? Very reminiscent, again, going back to college. You look at some of these college teams that have been mediocre at best. Especially, you know, I'll talk about college basketball. Mediocre at best. Never getting to the tournament. And then all of a sudden, just like in in blue chips, you bring in the you know two, three, four guys that you know probably want it done, you know struggling to to you know get whatever they need eight hundred on the SAT or whatever it is now. But you take a chance, you bring those guys in, and then all of a sudden. Your credibility goes up. Those guys are gone, but now your your recruiting gateway is wide open, and you become a perennial power. So it, it's it's interesting. That's kind of the same mantra that we've seen some of the college teams use to kind of rebuild and restart their program. And the Chiefs did the same thing.
2: Yeah, it works. Before your guys
0: aren't one and done.
2: <laughs> well, and you've got to have you've got to have the leadership to keep those guys under control, right? That's important. I I don't know that. Yeah, You know, look at Cleveland, the Browns, right? They, they've they kind of tried to do this with some guys that aren't probably the the best role models in the league. Uh, they've got Kareem Hunt over there now and and Baker. We've talked about Baker in the past and, and Beckham and, and these guys. Um, and it, it, I mean, maybe it's working for them this year. I'm not sold on them. I don't think it works. Uh, you've got to have people in leadership positions that can do that.
0: Yeah, I, th- I think that's fair. I think that's fair. And Stevie D, you bring up a good point, right? Good coaches, good coaches, in order to build that organization, bring in other good coaches who they're not afraid of uh, as far as either sharing the spotlight or being able to uh, try to demand or control a locker room, right? Uh, and and it's more than just a know your role. I, as I'm talking about that, I still can't get – and we missed Happy Hugh Day. That that was October 29th. Happy Hugh Jackson Day. Uh, but I, I can't get Hugh Jackson out of my mind. When You know, when he was sitting and having this meeting trying to act like a dictator, he had the guys there that could control that, that could do the right things. But it was almost like he was neutering these coaches because he was, he was on a power trip, right? You bring in good coaches to do good things and to be able to spread that across and, and that's part of building that foundation. And obviously Andy Reid has done that there in Kansas city. And, you know, you should want to like Bill Walsh wanted to, Mike Holmgren wanted to have his coaches, have his assistants go on and, and, and you know, be successful
1: in the league, grow that tree. Yeah. All good points. And, and uh, what I the, the last ad I'll say about the Kansas city chiefs on that side. And, and when you think about it, their owner, uh, Clock Hunt, um, I think, works really well with Andy Reid and his staff to ensure that uh, they get them everything they need to be successful. And I just think when you look at a JET organization, why they're so dysfunctional, it's part because of their owners' dysfunctional. Right? The Buffalo Bills turned it around; they got new ownership. Right? Whether you, I, I mean, I I don't know how much you like the Pagulas up there in Buffalo, but. You know, they came in as a new owner and they you know they they made some changes in the front office and they brought in your head coach and and the Buffalo Bills have seen so much recent success, right? And and I look at the jet organization and they're just so dysfunctional from an ownership. I just hope that the ownership doesn't get in the way of Joe Douglas to be successful because I like Joe Douglas, but our owners are are a complete nightmare. Yeah,
2: and that's a good point, Stevie, because not any team's going to land Andy Reid, right? The Jets probably wouldn't have gotten Andy Reid. Andy Reid goes to the Chiefs because the Hunt family has a lot of respect in that league as an ownership family and, and Reid gets along really well with them. Um, you're, it it absolutely starts at the top. You know, Lamar Hunt is obviously an icon uh, in the NFL and, and Clark's carried on the name really well
0: here. So let's, uh, Let's kind of segue. Well, we talk about owners. We talk about coaches. There was somebody that was crying, uh, you know, recently. Talking about, you know, it's so hard. You know, I, I can't believe what's going on. You know, you know what? It's time to pay the piper. Talking about Bill Belichick. Now, I, I've been very open in saying that I believe that Belichick was the reason for the Patriots' success. And I don't care what 12 is doing down in Tampa because it it really is being led by that defense down there in Tampa. Um, But I think that Belichick and what's going on in New England is a direct byproduct of finally having to have things catch up to them. And, and, And let's not forget, first and foremost, they had, what, eight? nine people that opted out because of covid at the beginning of the season yeah not not that it would have made a massive difference but it certainly could have swayed the way that this team is playing and and the success or lack thereof that they're having this year
1: you know it's it's funny and i don't know if it's to to the point and you know i've never been a I mean, I have different reasons not like to like Belichick, because what? how he stood the Jets up at the altar there, that was pretty embarrassing for, for the franchise. But I understand why he left uh, when he didn't get an opportunity to at least talk to the Patriots. Like, who are you, right? So I, I get it. I, I'm not bitter as much as I was years ago. But I don't know why folks are attacking Bill Belichick. Like they're attacking him because their team is it's two and five or two and six, whatever their record is. And it's like, do you realize what the man just accomplished just in recent mem just recent history? With with six Super Bowl titles, eight Super Bowl appearances in twenty years? Now they're saying oh, he, he haven't drafted well. Um that's part of the problem. Well, it's also part of how you structure your team. I mean Tom Brady kept redoing a contract every couple of years when you when you redo a contract before a contract is up at some point when that player leaves you have to pay the piper there's a bill that comes due at the end of that and they had and they had to pay that that bill yeah uh and, and so that doesn't help to your 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 salary cap issues okay now you lose tom brady not, not for nothing whether you like the guy or not you 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 lost the quarterback that ran that offense as best as anybody could run that offense there in New England, right? You lost a leader that brings instant credibility in that locker room on everything he does. It it, it was a big change in the New England locker room and for the media and the New England media and the fans in New England to get all in uproar because you're having one bad season. Give this guy a chance to get through the COVID and, and, and all this and let's see what the Patriots look like next year. Well, I just speaks, think it's a little unfair. I just think it's a little unfair that they're attacking him. Now, all of a sudden, they're making it sound like he's 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 a horrible coach, and he doesn't know how to draft, and he doesn't know how to do this, and he doesn't know how to do that. I just I think it's think, ridiculous. Think
0: of, think of the fan base you're talking about. I mean, it, no disrespect. I don't like Boston, don't like New England, haven't, and never will, right? I I don't like the Jets, but I respect the fans. I don't like the Dolphins. I I could care less about the fans. But there's teams I, I like. There's teams I don't like. And then there's sometimes there's teams I don't like because of the fans. I look I look at the, the Patriot fan base. They they are I'm trying to figure the word to explain because they they feel that they are owed. They feel that they are due. They are spoiled. The you you ask a Patriot fan about their history, they don't know their history, right? You have what they say, you gotta know where you came from in order to know where you're going. They they don't know these things. All they know is that for the last 20 years they've been in the Super Bowl and that they've they've dominated the AFC and the AFC East. That's all they know. And so now all of a sudden when there's a bump in the road then all of a sudden we have to start blaming somebody because this isn't right. We should be winning. Well, you know, there's 31 other teams that that have a shot to win that should be winning. And you're right. When you do so much in order to maintain that level of success, at some point it has to come due. It's like we were talking off, offline. It's like a, a balloon payment in a mortgage. You decided you were going to go with that variable option of the interest rate. Right, you didn't go with the consistent fix, thirty-year fix. You received the benefits, but at some point, you know you're you're playing with it, and when that balloon option hits, or when that balloon hits, all of a sudden you can't afford that, and you have to start making changes.
2: Yeah, I mean, Steve, you got to think about this too. There, there are Patriots fans that at some point this year we'll likely be able to go into a bar and legally buy a drink that have never seen that team with a losing record in their entire lives.
1: Mm -hmm. That's
2: pretty incredible. Um, So yeah, they don't, this is uncharted territory for them. They don't know what to do.
1: Well, I I think all fan bases in all sports, you get spoiled by winning. Uh, As a Yankee fan, my whole life, you you went from not winning when I was a kid, right? My, my youth to all of a sudden I, I hit, you know 2021 and we're winning every year and it's just like dang this is the way it should have been my whole life right and you get you kind of get spoiled by it but if you're a sports guy you understand the ebb and flows of an organization and you can't always be up right a true sports fan that understands sports um and i, I just think that what even if those fans all they know is winning you have to be an intelligent sports fan And if you're if you're a sports fan, you understand how the league works. Yeah. And it's like, how does he go from a mastermind two years ago and for a dynasty for 20 years? Now all of a sudden, everybody's attacking him like he doesn't know what he's doing. And to me, that that that's just poor, poor. It's just poor by the fans. And again, every city's got them. I don't care how much you win, Kansas City's getting them now, right? Because all of a sudden, now in the last five years, Kansas City have been been a really good football team. When you know, let's face it, since Alex Smith, right? You guys have been won a lot of football games, right? If something starts to go sideways, the fans will turn. The fans will turn.
2: Oh yeah.
1: I mean, every city does it. It's just a matter of um, how loud does it really get nationally on the fans, or how ridiculous does the reporters ask some silly questions to probably the best coach that this league's ever seen. Since Vince Lombardi,
0: they—they they, since Marv Levy,
1: they—they—they. They, they <laughs> ass- <laughs> oh God! Oh God! Oh God! I had to sneak that one in there.
0: Uh, yeah. I, well, you know, I had to throw it in
1: there. <laughs> but you know,
0: I—I think about Belichick and, and everything that he's done for that organization and what he's done in this league. If reporters are coming at him, these reporters need to be fired, right? They they just need to be fired. But it it moreover, it's it's a byproduct of almost our society, right? We're we're older guys now, right? We're we're not no, in that. No, hey, hey, we're no, not in that. You, you like want to, to be in that know, millennial
1: age group? No, you want to be with those no, guys? No, 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 no. But um, you know, I just saying the word old.
0: Oh, come on, dude. Dude, come on. Let's come on, there. Come on, mature. You're
1: mature, Yes, Mature, thank you, JB. Mature.
0: We're aged, <laughs> oh, aged. <man>. <laughs> <laughs> just like a fine scotch. <laughs> We're <laughs> but uh, y- you know, when you you look at that, that younger generation, right? And to JB's point, these are the guys that you know are. Having their first drink or you know on, on their first real job and, and things of like that, and, and you listen to them, uh you know, th- you can't cater to that. The these these reporters who should know better should should understand the dynamics, they should know what sports is about, they should see the trends, they should be able to talk about that, and they should laud the accomplishments because what what Belichick did is you know, granted, I, I, first and foremost, he cheated. But let's make sure that we are perfectly clear with that. He did cheat. But what he did, and to sustain that, and to change the model, Stevie D, you talk about it all the time. They, they change the way that you look at the longevity of a player with a team. When you start to see that, you know what, he's starting to lose a step, but he still has value let me get rid of this player i'm not going to renegotiate that i have somebody waiting in the wings and that's part of how he was able to maintain whether it was bad drafting i tend not to say bad drafting but you you also had players that were pushing that cap and so it sooner or later it's going to come back and bite you I, I i don't i i don't like when i hear people uh make accusations put the onus where it's not where it shouldn't be just just be straight up and say you know this is this is the way that it is uh you did a great job we have to we have to find a way to get back on top and you know if if it takes you a couple years it takes you a couple years period And sit back and enjoy all those rings that you had. Watch videos. You could download it on YouTube. You could stream it, do whatever you need to do. Watch it, watch those videos to take you out of your phone. That's what I do. I I watch the AFC Championship game against Joe Montana, Marcus Allen, and the Kansas City Chiefs that took us to Super Bowl 28. I watch that all the time. Great victory. Yeah,
2: I don't. I don't watch that one. Great victory. No, but he you know. Bill's not a likable guy anyway, and he's never been a media friendly coach. So, a lot of these guys have probably been chopping at the bit to go after him for a while. It's never reason. Yeah, just
1: didn't, that's have, just a yeah, they just didn't he, have a reason. Yeah, that, and, and, a good and, point,
2: this, and the Brady Belichick conversation's been going on for years, right? Is it Brady? Is it Belichick? Well, but wait, hold, hold regardless on. Regardless of what you say,
0: hold on, hold on. Before you go there, let me ask you this question. You say Belichick's not a likable guy, right? but is he so far extreme that it almost becomes funny, right? He has, he has his subway commercial and it's because he has no emotion. I mean, it it almost becomes funny listening to his press conferences.
2: It is unless you're the guy whose job is to try and get information out of him. Yeah. Good point. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) You know, I mean, it's gotta be frustrating for those guys. And like I was saying, you know, yeah, Brady's, benefiting from from that defense down in Tampa and he's surrounded by weapons but those New England folks are sitting there watching him you know win in a division and watching the Patriots lose and it's like okay well maybe it was Brady all along so let's bash the coach no
0: way did you see all those overthrows he had
2: oh I know I'm not saying that I'm just you know you, you look at the records and you look at the directions those teams are going and I can see why people would make that case
0: yeah yeah, I I I'll go with you on that. So, guys, I, there's one one thing I I wanted to rehash, <laughs> and this this may become my new Hugh Jackson. When is the NFL gonna hold Troy Aikman and Joe Buck accountable for what they said? That's what I want to know. Because Boy, that
2: got swept under the rug quick, didn't it?
0: So quick. Anybody else to say anything remotely close to that, they would have been called out by every media outlet. The NFL would have had a statement: "We don't condone that." Blah blah blah. Uh, and Stevie D, when we were talking uh, on the last time this subject, the, the guy I was thinking about and I couldn't think of his name was Tom Brennan for the for the Reds. He's the guy that you know made made a hot mic slip. And uh ended up having to resign his job, but the you got these two clowns, right, regardless if you like Buck, regardless if you like Aikman, that's not the point. They made a statement on the job, and they're not being held accountable why that that i that's the question I'm gonna keep asking why are they not being held accountable? And, and, you know, do I want to see him fired? No, things happen. You may say some things, but you have responsibilities. And, and that went against the responsibilities.
2: It, it didn't get it didn't get the national national attention it should have gotten. And not to get overly political, but there are political reasons for that. Uh you know these news stories don't want bad things getting put out there with Biden and Harris attached to them. They just don't. They're they're trying to win an election and they want Trump out of office, so they're going to sweep that under the rug as quick as they can. Doesn't get national attention. Nobody's up in arms about it. The NFL just ignores it.
1: I, I well, think it's- you got to understand too. Trump is not high up on the NFL fan list there, right? right? So the NFL maybe they just looked at it as whatever. Right. Honestly, is it really up to the NFL or is it up to CBS to do the right thing? It's not up to the NFL. Those those guys don't work for the NFL. I mean, you can say as a contractor they work for the NFL, but technically those two work for CBS. At they, CBS could they, they could can. certainly put some pressure. Absolutely CBS, they so. could put pressure on them. Absolutely could. Look, we've seen that with my favorite TV show of all time, got pulled off ESPN real quick. Oh, bought, uh, play that was the yeah. best football show of all time after one season. Woo, hey, man, give me that magic shot. Man, that was the end of that deal. NFL said, I don't want nothing to do with that, and they pulled that show after one season. So you're right, JB. Absolutely, they could put the pressure on and do anything they want. I just don't think they wanted to put pressure on it, and I don't think CBS wanted to tackle it. And so, like everybody said, it, was, it stayed underneath the radar and nothing was done.
0: I think it's because of Joe Buck. Well, hold on. Before I even go there, Oh, Stevie D, don't bring up those memories. That that was the greatest show ever. JB, did you ever watch Playmakers?
2: I did not, but I'm gonna go look for it now. Uh, Oh, you got to
0: go look for it. You're only gonna get one season (laughs) because the NFL put
1: the kibosh on that real quick. Not
0: not that you there there wouldn't have been more seasons, but yes, the Shield stopped that one. (laughs) <laughs> shield stopped it in
1: yes it you know, was I, an eye opener it's almost like when they were in the clubhouse you really felt like you were in a real NFL clubhouse and this is what really happens it was it was it was it was real it, they did a, a tremendous job of putting that show together and it's just a shame we only got once and and then they tried to come back with ballers which was yeah, just putrid
0: Especially when when you know when you taste something that's just so good, yeah. and then and then you get something that's a substitute, and you're like, "What's this?" Right? That that's exactly what Ballers was. It was, "What's this?" Right? It, it did nothing for you. Oh man. But anyways, no, I I truly believe that it's because of Buck. I, I think that Joe Buck in his standing with. Um, with Fox and all of the games that he calls, all of the you know he he doesn't just do the NFL, right? He did he did the World Series and he he does all major sporting events there, um, and probably regarded as one of the best play by play guys out there in the business. I don't believe so, but uh, many do, and I think that the weight that he carries uh it is why he was devoid of any type of, of discipline, right? Tom Brennan, and, and again, I bring him up.
1: He He's, he's well-regarded. He yeah, and he's with, a Fox guy. And it, he's a it, Fox it, guy. It, if I can cut in for one second, I made a, a mistake earlier. I said CBS. I meant to say Fox. Thank you for saying Fox because that's what jogged my memory. I, earlier, I said CBS is responsible. It's not CBS. It was Fox.
0: That's because of your age. <laughs> That's all that is. You're aged. You're mature. And, and so you remember the so days he, when... It's maturity. It, it, yep.
2: got to be, be careful. He, he's getting sensitive in his old age.
0: So How about, how about old school? Are you are you good with old school? It's old
1: school. I can live with old school all, all day long.
0: <laughs> OG. He's the OG. OG. Yeah. <laughs> so... It, now I'm just I honestly that that might be my thing. I may just keep railing on that, um, and it may not go anywhere. But hopefully we can start a movement because it, it's just it's not right, right? It's not right on so many levels. A, it's not right to make the disparaging comments about our country and about our military. B, it's not right to do that and have others ostracize while you continue to just move along in in your day on on either level, you know, it's just not right. So I'm going to keep banging that drum on that one. So guys, let's, let's jump into a little bit of fantasy for the official word sports fantasy football league. Uh, Not going so well for uh, team young guns. I must say not, not going so well. So Stevie D, I know that you were, all high high on the mountain there with your fantasy team. Oh man, we, was... we we crapped a bed. <sighs> you know, I did. You know, I I didn't want to bring it up. I even though I put you up first, I kind of wanted you to go first.
1: But I'm still five and three. Not, not... But I just I just cra- I crapped a bed. That's what happens when you give them some love on the podcast, right? You give them some love, and then poof, they lost two in a row.
2: Yeah, so, but Steve, the nice I, I, thing, we're we're both in basically the NFC East here <laughs> of the divisions that we have. So so five and three gets you tied for first place in the division. And I'm sitting at, at four and four in a, a two way type or third, I guess. So I'm only one game back with a five hundred record. So uh Vince, you, you got a you got a tough road to hoe here. Vince is oh, tanking. Yeah.
1: It, He's tanking it, for it, the number it, one pick. shit. I, yeah.
2: I, we're about to rebuild.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
2: yeah, Doc, Doc's team sitting there seven and one, and you got you got quite a
0: ways to go. What I have to do, though, you know, a, any good competitor will do this. He will acknowledge himself when he has victory, and he will make excuses when he has defeats. <laughs> and the only reason why I lost to Sean's team defending the kingdom is because I had players that, you know, I'm dealing with COVID. That, that's the problem. You know, it wasn't because my players weren't ready to play. I had Tom Brady go out there. He didn't do what he was supposed to do. I had John Brown. He's still nursing an injury. Then Robbie Anderson didn't come to play. They decided to go to DK Metcalf instead of Tyler Lockett. These are all the reasons. The, the Chiefs play the Jets. You would think that Bucker would sit there and kick all day long. No, he didn't do anything. So, you know, this is why we lost. And, and, you know, it's not our fault. Hey, hey, hey. They weren't playing.
1: The Jets hold the Buffalo Bills to field goals.
2: Yeah, picking a kicker kicker for a team that scores touchdowns is typically not going to get you a lot of points. So that one's on the GM.
0: No, 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 no. Usually I get the second-half field goals because they've already got 28 (laughs) points. And it's already up 28 to seven instead of just running up the score. Then it goes 31, 34. But the Jets can't stop a nosebleed. So, well, that's true too. That's true too. So, but no, in all fairness, Sean, if you're listening, congratulations on the victory. Uh, yeah, I probably see this. I my mouth gets me in trouble. I talk too much junk early and then it comes back to bite me. Comes back to bite me. So, we're at three and five. I, I don't I don't see I don't see a big run happening. To to your point, JB, the guy that, that's leading that that's Doc's team, you know, I, I don't know what's going on over there. I I think we need to call the commissioner, have them investigate that team. Something has to be going on because he's without his best player, then he's without his second best player, and he's still winning. And winning big. I I, I don't understand it.
2: Yeah, we need to we need to demand a recount.
0: Yeah, get a read. get any type of political thing you want in there. We need some <laughs> people to watch.
2: break the national this guard
0: So, guys, good show. I appreciate you know just the activity. Obviously, we're we're down a man, and uh, that that's okay. In memory of our boy Jay and his Eagles, that that just you know no Carson
1: Wentz talk. Well, you know the Eagles are going to win because he wasn't on the show. It seems to be a pattern. <laughs> no,
2: I, I didn't want to say anything but i was watching uh one of the fantasy football shows sunday and carson wentz is top six fantasy quarterback this year so far so
1: no way
2: <laughs> he is
1: those garbage points in the fourth before quarter, last they week add up. Yeah, be,
2: before last week i don't know where he sits now but going right, into you last count sunday, all those
0: fumbles is. that he has yeah thanks
1: carson
2: yeah, well, the Carson now, Wentz
1: right? the, yeah. well, Wentz is the Blake Bortles of like five years ago. Blake Bortles was the king of the fourth quarter and, and compiled all those garbage stats because the, the Jaguars were out of every game. In the fourth quarter, all he had to do was throw the ball. That's true. Very true.
0: So, guys, uh, to everybody out there, you can check us out on our website, officialwordsports.com. You can check us out on our Facebook page, Uh, official word sports and of course you can hit us up on twitter at real ow sports we're out there tell your friends about us check us out on your favorite podcasting platform no matter where you go you'll find us but that's going to wrap it up for us i'm vince we got stevie d and we got jb we'll talk to you soon